Smash cut. A technique in film where one scene abruptly cuts to another without transition. Much like a typical conversation with me and my friends when discussing film, television, music, video games, or anything else that happens to come up. This is the idea behind the show, Smash Cuts. Hello and welcome to another episode of Smash Cuts. I'm Rich Kabon. With me is Jacqueline Kemick. Hello! And we are uh, in, uh, I guess, the now second week of movie big movies that came out uh, in summer of 2018. And uh, uh, yeah, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely been... Um... It's it's started. The train of, of fun summer blockbusters has begun. I have gone to see a couple of them a couple different times. You know? I know, yeah. We obviously we already talked about Infinity War last time around. So yeah. after that came out, um, what was the next movie that you saw after that one? After Infinity War, I think uh, I'm trying to think. I think it was Solo. I think that was the next thing. I, I don't. You think... saw Solo before you saw Deadpool. Oh, De- oh my God, Deadpool! Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Deadpool. Oh my God, I blanked. No, uh, that's okay. I just I was surprised. I thought maybe you saw him out of order. No, it's funny because <laughs> I'm like a I'm like a kid in school when you ask him a question. I can oh, I could yeah. study all night and then you ask him the question and I'm like, ah, uh... always a freeze. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I totally got you. Yeah, so Deadpool too, I think was the next one for me as well. I saw Infinity War twice. I think you saw it three times. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I saw I saw it two um, and a half times. Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, fell <laughs> yeah. asleep during one. But um, yeah. yeah, I'm also interested in seeing it again in theaters before it leaves. But I have a feeling that I don't have to rush because the, one of my local theaters is still showing Black Panther, and that's out on Amazon wow. now. <laughs> well, and then I, I just read too that that Avengers they're going to release it in July. Which surprised me. I'm like, wow, that's that's pretty short window <laughs> on uh, digital. Yeah, there's just there's just well, I guess it kind of makes sense just because um, their their timetable is pushed up because normally you have so much time in between these movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're trying to ride, you know, the the super awesome train. Although, I mean, it is kind of surprising. I guess. It would have made sense for them to hold off until a little closer to Christmas anyway, just because they don't have a Star Wars movie to compete with, even though it's DVD sales and not, yeah, you know, theater tickets. It's still money being spent by the moviegoer. You know what I mean? And, yeah, exactly. And I, I would I have really thought, know. too, I mean, even though it's a long way off, I would have thought they would have wanted to keep the release closer to the release of the of the movie, you know, the second They're part. just being so nice. They're just yeah. like... You want the movie? You get it a week early. Here you, you want go. the DVD? Here you go. It's just like two months later. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's free. It's free with your newspaper. It's free. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> but, but yeah, tell me what you thought of uh, Deadpool two. Oh, I I uh, I liked. It. I didn't know what to th- what to expect with this one because uh, it had all the elements of what I thought was going to be good. But then when it lost its creative team. I kind of was know. a little nervous, you know. But I was was it Tim Miller? Was that the guy's name? I think so. Yeah. Um, I think so too. Um, that was the original director, the the creative force between behind the first movie being made and and why yeah. it was so successful. I I think. Um, and so I agree. I was really. Uh, yeah, uh, he stayed with it to like to make sure that it got made and and uh, that's and then it's such a complicated 
story, you know, in terms of just bringing cable into it and then deciding yeah. what elements to bring in. But I, 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 not only did I enjoy it, I actually think I liked it better than the first one. I, and it's not that the first one was bad or, or anything. It's just, it was just, uh, this was just so different, you know, even yeah. from the first one. Yeah. Well, I think the first one had a lot of, for, I love the first one, so I'm not trashing. I, I, yeah. I loved it both. Oh, actually. That's, yeah. um, but um, the first one, I think, had that almost uh, shock jock kind of thing where it was just really trying to solidify itself as I break the fourth wall. I'm hilarious. Mm-hmm. I do all the violent stuff, you know, whatever. And while that's part of the second movie, I feel like it's either it's already accepted because of the tone of the first movie. And, you know, you don't have have that. um kind of like whoa factor um even though the first scene you know the first scenes of the film are, are extremely violent what yeah. I, I don't know you're, you're kind of desensitized to it you know you're just like, oh. I know. <laughs> whatever um and so i felt like in the second movie you were almost able to get into the plot quicker you know what i mean and just kind of like get into the meat and potatoes of the movie and it it had better character development you know i mean even though the first one had some good character development. Obviously, he went through his whole transformation in that film, and, it, and yeah. it was awesome. But this one, you know, after he had already accepted the transformation of his new form and his new abilities and everything, was him as a person growing. And um, I, I, yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, I, I, I just I cool. liked how the story went. I liked uh, I liked the cast. I, I liked mm-hmm. uh, you Me know the, the one thing I have to say is everyone's making a big deal about that cameo. Mm-hmm. And that happens in the movie, and if I, you haven't seen Deadpool by now, I mean, I don't, I'm, spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they made such a. I, I thought it was. I thought the visible character was hysterical, like the idea of him. And then when they did the cameo of Brad Pitt, which was fine for me, but it was so fast. Yeah. That I didn't even know who I saw at first, to be honest with well, you. Well, yeah, the first because I, I saw it twice, and the first time I saw it, I was like, "Oh man, that guy looks like Brad Pitt." But honestly, to me, he looked too young to be Brad Pitt, and it was such a flash. I was like, "Maybe it's just an actor who looks a lot like Brad Pitt, and yeah. I just don't know that actor." You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then when I saw it the second time, I'm like, "No, oh, I think that was really him," because I never looked up afterwards. You know what I mean? I never really. Yeah. I didn't realize. I thought when people were talking about the cameo, they were talking about um, Hugh Jackman because even though it wasn't like a true cameo as far as him like currently filming, they used footage of a previous Wolverine movie. Yeah, yeah. And so I thought they were like, oh, the cameo. And I was like, oh, I guess that was the Brad Pitt thing. So, yeah, that was my naivete and not actually reading any of those like, you know. I mean, I thought it was it was more impressive that they got the whole cast of the other of the other X Men movie, yeah, because yeah, that looked like a real. Yeah, they were all really there because that didn't mm-hmm. look like it was from another movie. That looked like it was. Oh yeah, no, that was definitely. You even had the oh, I forget her name, the actress that plays the Storm in in you know, Age of Apocalypse. Oh yeah, yeah, and you know with different hair and everything. So yeah, it was definitely filmed special for that. Um, yeah. I believe. Which, but yeah, I, I that thought was the humor was great. I thought it was. <laughs> amazing but let's let's stop all of this ridiculous foreplay and just talk about cable and domino because we know that that's what i am here for (laughs) there you go yeah (laughs) we know that that is why i'm even recording tonight yeah Yeah, that was great um, yeah as as a start for the um previews for for um deadpool 2 i was a little like 
I was actually a little bummed about the little sneak peek pictures of X-Force because I was like, these are the characters yeah, that I they're know. going with. You know, I was like, <laughs> doing like because i seriously have been a diehard fan of these comics since i was a teenager you know how you have those like personality photo shoots that they do in like fourth grade or third Mm -hmm. grade or whatever it is where they're like bring something that you love to show your interests and there's a picture of me sitting on one of those little three three step ladders with (laughs) (laughs) with a big stuffed animal of a lion and my new mutants issue 100 the final issue before the start of (laughs) 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 x-force so i mean i have loved 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 um x-force cable you know cable and domino in particular forever and so when i saw these like weird characters that i'm like man i know i got out of those um like i stopped collecting x-force like a long time ago so i'm like i didn't even i had to like look up like who's bedlam you know what i mean like i don't know and and i'm sure that there are tons of hardcore comic fans out there they're like oh you don't know who that is you know whatever i'm like look i collected hardcore (laughs) in like the 90s like the early 90s like late 80s so i mean it's and actually probably late late 90s too but um but still you know it was a very kind of pocket dimension for me so um i was like well where's feral where's warpath where's richter where's you know shatterstar i knew that they got but i was kind of bummed because i was like i don't know if that looks like a shatterstar to me although i do it was really funny how they handled him yeah because he is kind of a throwaway character you know looking back on it but um but I have so much to talk about. Okay, so the thing with Shatterstar, <laughs> going off on tangents, I know, I'm sorry. No, the thing with Shatterstar that I was excited about, and I agree, this is one of my friends that I went and saw it with, um, we were talking about how cool it would be to actually have Deadpool in like a Mojoverse kind of film, because Shatterstar is from, you know, the Mojoverse, yeah, and yeah. Um, so is Longshot, you know what I mean? His his dad, and well, Dazzler, his mom is not, but it's still, you know, Dazzler, Longshot. Um, I love that love story. I love I love their you know whole thing, and and I think it would be so cool if we ever did get a Deadpool movie where it was based in that uh, world because it's all about. TV and and entertainment and you know mm-hmm. over the top kind of stuff. I mean, Deadpool would be perfect in um, in that setting. So I mean, that I thought would be cool, and I thought it was interesting that it was like, oh my god, they're actually bringing someone from that world in. So I mean, it's kind of a it could be a lead to a future movie, maybe not the next one, but you know, maybe further down the line. And then they you know they kill him off. So who knows? I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is what, really going to be funny. anything, but um. <laughs> I mean that was that was such a great thing, that, a funny thing to do too. Because I thought you know they got they got at least, like what's his name? They got a uh, the guy from Brooklyn Nine Nine, um, mm-hmm. and a few other. Uh, there was somebody else I thought that was that was on the team. But you get all these people, and you think you you're curious to see what's going to happen. And I just thought it was so funny that the guy who ends up living. The longest uh, is the is the guy with no powers, you know, for a little yeah. while. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I agree. So, but um, I, I read that the next sequel is going to be X Force. Did you did you hear that? Like that's yes. what the movie is going to be called. 
Yes. So then, and that's yeah. why I thought, you know, okay, this is the team that they're coming forward with. But yeah. then, obviously, that's not. Because even though he did go back and save Sugar Bear, um, he it doesn't show him saving anybody else. So yeah. I'm really hoping that he didn't. And he, he they just... It would be so perfect if they just keep those people dead. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, because at the end of the film, you kind of get this hero shot, right? With um, Cable and Domino and Colossus and um, Dopinder. Yeah. <laughs> <You know>? yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and they're kind of walking away, which I don't, I mean, again, Colossus wasn't a part of X-Force at the time that I was reading it, but you know how those teams are. Yeah. Like, all of those X-Teams, people kind of hopped around at different points you know so who knows it could be really easy to to have colossus be uh, and plus they've be already that. established such a chemistry with them you know that, right that it's, right uh... he's basically part of that you know universe now um but talking about domino i thought her introduction was great she was super cool we've already discussed in previous podcasts how i love the, the treatment of her aesthetic being vitiligo and having representation on on screen for you know people to just have somebody to relate to and be like, oh my gosh, this is a badass female superhero and yeah. she looks just like me and I have, you know, like Vitiligo or whatever. doesn't even matter. It's just, <laughs> she's badass. She looks great. Her powers were amazing. I'm so glad that she got to really flex in this movie a little bit more than I, w I was worried when I started seeing all these um, X characters in the trailers. I was like, oh man, does that mean that she's just going to get, you know, like sideswiped, you know what I mean? And just like get a little one scene here or there but i mean honestly she she did a um quite a bit and i was i was pretty happy about that and then cable josh brolin i think did a great um a great job not only was i so happy to have a cable that i could be attracted to thank you <laughs> casting department you know what i mean yeah. um but i i bought it i like that they made fun of his height i love the way that they um did his his makeup for the techno virus that he had i mean you really saw the ma machinery you know going into his skin it was obviously not a winter soldier arm even though they made the perfect <laughs> the yeah. perfect reference to it like no this is this is definitely something a little more organic something that's you know again if anybody who knows his history knows that he's the son of um madeline Pryor, gene gray's clone and scott summers um, and they had to send him to the future because he was infected with this techno virus, and they did that to save his life. And so him coming back in time, ostensibly before he was even born, you know, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. is is kind of. I mean, I don't know. I just love. I just love his character so much. I loved everything about him coming for. I, I love revenge flicks when it's like a man's family gets hurt or kidnapped or I mean I love Commando you know what I mean like yeah, yeah. I love those kind of movies so I'm just like yes go get revenge go kill the kid <laughs> you know what I mean I'm like rooting for Cable the whole time I'm like yes just kill him <laughs> mm -hmm. but um but I also thought it was great the the whole chemistry between um him and and Deadpool was spot on you yeah. know I mean he's definitely the B Arthur too. <laughs> oh my god, that that whole sequence when when Deadpool has the little legs and Oh my god, I that know. That was that was where it all came to life like for the three it's, of them. It's perfect. You know? Yes. Yeah. It, that was it. That was kind of solidified their um <laughs> their chemistry and their their whole demeanor towards each other. I just I thought it was perfect. I love You know what's funny though? You know what's really funny? I'm kind of like 
I thought it was funny that they kept calling Cable racist because obviously he's he's not. But what I was thinking about, even when I saw the pictures of um, the pre pictures of Cable, I was just like, oh, man, he's got that really hot hairdo, which is really good looking. But I kind of hate it because those damn like crazy new Nazis a lot oh, of them have that haircut. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I get kind of mad because I'm just like, oh, stop it. <laughs> that's sexy hair, but it doesn't, like, stop it. I know, Nazis yeah, I'm yeah. allowed to have that hair. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so I did think that was funny because I was like, yeah, he's attractive, but he does have that crazy hair. But um, mm-hmm. but and I, I did like that at least we got a moment um, in the in the taxi where where domino was like on cable side because you know i'm all about that ship you know yeah, i yeah, love yeah. them and their whole history in the comics is that they they had worked together long before you know had ever met deadpool and deadpool was actually the bad guy in in that scenario but um like they were part of six pack together so they were on like you know the a, a team and had a relationship you know way before x-force ever happened so the least I can get is a little camaraderie out of the two of them. You know yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, yes, okay, something. Um, well, and... I, I did, and I did just see that for the the next X Force movie, or for the X Force movie, Drew Goddard is writing it, and it's mm-hmm. and uh, he said the focus is definitely on Cable, Deadpool, and Domino. So yes, and that's where I really felt like it needed. Okay, so so Deadpool put together this team. They all got shredded, and basically those are the core three left. And really, mm-hmm. that's all that needs to happen. And yeah. I do think it's kind of cool that um, he brought Vanessa back to life because you know she's gorgeous, and <laughs> I love her. But you know, but um, which is interesting because you you want to know what Cable, you know, don't tell Cable, but is he is he going to realize something's off because he he kind of already. Mm-hmm. He, he's able to kind of detect that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, and it is one of those things that's, uh, yeah, that's another, speaking of him being able to, to detect stuff, I thought they represented his mutant ability pretty well, although mm-hmm. I'm not sure that it was clear that it was his mutant ability. It just kind of looked like techno yeah. stuff. And yeah, like, yeah. well, no, like part of his ability is being able to communicate with and manipulate, and I don't know, there's a name for it. It's kind of like telekinesis and telepathy, but for technology and i know that they have a term for it and for some reason it's slipping my mind um but it's one of those made-up terms you know yeah, what i mean yeah, like, yeah. it's like <laughs> technolepathy <laughs> yeah, te- yeah. <laughs> i do wonder though how much they're going to get involved like in order not to get too heavy with it mm-hmm. how involved they'll get in his in his backstory like if they'll keep it yeah. just what it is you know. i think they're probably going to keep it what it is because i mean I mean, I hope, oh my God, can you imagine? Can you imagine? That would introduce the whole Inferno saga. I know, yeah. That yeah. would introduce, oh my God, so much great stuff. We could have Strife as a villain, his evil clone. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that would be, there's so much great stuff. That Which you could I do thought, this, so, I mean. I thought for a second that was that, that kid, not that he was going to be Strife. Well, for mm-hmm. a second, I'm like, would they do that? I said, that would kind of take away something. But I, and then I, I started to wonder if he, you know, if that's, like I, I thought it was all gonna be connected to strife, especially when they were saying about uh, they're making a big deal about the the beast underneath that was hiding. Yeah, I yeah. thought that's who that was gonna be for a second. Oh, interesting. No, I had a gut feeling it was gonna be Juggernaut. The only reason I doubted myself in the theater was because they did use Juggernaut in other X movies. But yeah. I mean, whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't Vinny Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, I like. See, I like this whole idea of the, when they actually do the characters, they're digital, which is interesting. Yeah, you know? yes, and 
Juggernaut got the iconic moment of him ripping somebody in half, which mm-hmm. is, you know, kind of his whole <laughs> yeah. stick for him. And the reference that he's Charles's brother. I mean, all of that, that was stuff, a surprise. That, that. Yeah, that was yeah. A, that was a surprise that they put that in there, especially since they've left out so much of things like that for Charles. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they, they, so, yeah, I was surprised by that. Yeah. What like, saying wow. Raven is his sister? No, yeah, but yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, Black Tom Cassidy. Oh my God, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> that was funny. Oh my God, there was so much. There was, I mean, this this movie was first of all had amazing action, and yes, Cable had the most appropriately oversized and overpowered gun. Yeah, you yeah, know what I mean? yeah. So op. It was so amazing. And, and it was, um, you know, and it was very smart the way they they handled, uh, like, because when you have a character that can't die, you have to figure out a device so that you can think he's going to die and then to right. to remove to remove his powers and i mm-hmm. you know i never thought about that that when they removed his healing ability that his cancer comes back like that's yeah. a really interesting yeah. thing i that that was, never that was dawned on me so, that was interesting yeah no, that was, was but really it, good. the other other thing about all the time travel at the end the little stingers was that I think that it's interesting that he could go back in time, save Vanessa, and all the other stuff still happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I think technically that is a loophole, but like, we're just gonna run with it because. Yeah. Well, <laughs> because I guess we he figured <laughs> he would have he would have uh, been recruited by the X Men. Any like, uh, what was that, what movie did I just watch where they had? Oh, what movie did I just watch? Uh, the Harry Potter play. Because <laughs> I was trying oh. to figure out because it has a lot to do with time travel. So I so. I, I there's like there's a lot of loopholes like that where um you know you change one thing but sometimes that thing isn't really as big of a a, a thing that would change so much so the the, yeah. the frame would be there but the but then of course then there's those moments you do change that does affect everything so so I yeah. I, I was kind of thinking of it like that where you know with you bring back Vanessa maybe she cuz she wasn't really she was integral to to Deadpool, but he only joins the he you know Colossus would have come to him anyway to see about him joining the X Men because mm-hmm. he, he's done it before. So yeah, it was just yeah. More no, motivator. I mean there's definitely there's definitely room there to wiggle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so room to wiggle for sure. But yeah, yeah. I mean. I, want to I, see did. It again. I thought it was a great job. I saw it twice, and honestly, I want to go see it again because I and, and lately, like in the last couple of years, I haven't been doing that with movies just because I'm poor. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, even though I've, I've got a fair amount of time, it's still you know it's still one of those things where I'm like, ah, do I really want to spend the money? But yes, I did. Yes, I did, and I probably will again because this this was just a joy. I liked it just as much the second time around as i did the first mm-hmm. um i thought the kid was great you know what i mean like in that in in that he was perfect for for what it was that they were trying to do yeah, yeah. you know um i thought he was pretty funny and ridiculous and you kind of didn't like him but it made sense that deadpool liked him yeah <laughs> yeah he reminded me of somebody and i can't i'm like uh, maybe i've seen that kid in another movie i don't even know but he well, or maybe I'm just thinking of Wolverine. There was a lot of interest. There was a kid in Wolverine that he reminded me of. Not the girl, but obviously when they were with the group of mutants. Like, I yeah. thought there was a friend like that, that that he kind of reminded me of. 
but I, yeah. I don't remember what it was. But it also could be too, you know, after watching um, uh, what's that show on Netflix that everybody watches now? Um, Seven, is it? <laughs> I, can't, I can't think of the name. Uh, you know what show I'm talking about? Seven. I don't know what you what she's seven. A, well, that's the lead character. Isn't her name Seven? I don't know. Oh my God! Uh, Stranger Things isn't isn't her name Seven? Oh, Eleven. Eleven. Oh my God! What did I do? Seven. seven. Holy moly! Seven. Wow, that was a about Seven Deadly Sins. Wow, I totally became eight. I don't know. That was a parent moment right there. That was just. I was, oh, you know that movie, Harry and the Hairless, you know. You know, it's okay, though, because you are a parent, so yeah. you're allowed to have those moments. Oh, my God, but still. <laughs> I uh, have those moments, and I don't have kids, so, you know, you have room. You're fine. Oh, my God. <laughs> Seven. Hey, you know, wow, Molly, Molly. Hey, let's listen to that rock and roll music stuff, you know. It's <laughs> a matter of me. Um, but he, yeah, he reminded me of one of those kids in that group. I don't know why, but... He he seemed like somebody, and that could also be that, you know, when uh, before Stranger Things came out, whenever you'd see a movie about a group of kids, your first instinct was to go, "Nah, I'm not going to watch this." Mm-hmm. But but now you've kind of, you know, after Wolverine, after after this, and uh, yeah. Well, honestly, you know, you know that I kind of steer clear from stuff like that. But these were written better, you know. I mean, yeah. these were not written to be like whiny little brats, even though this kid was going through some rage issues yeah, and he yeah. was kind of like ridiculous and just being like, we're going to be gangsters. We're going to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but that was real though. That but was what was funny. Cause he, yeah. I, I totally buy it. I know those kids. I sold shit to them for years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And not drugs, by the way, that sounded really bad. I know. That's not really, yeah. In the park. I used to sell. Yeah. I ran a hot topic for a long time, so there's a lot of um, go into your mother's wallet in there. And, get, and get some money. Yeah, no, <laughs> the uh, but there, there was the other. The, oh, what was the other thing that I was thinking of from the movie that was really clever? Uh, oh God, there was so many clever bits. There were so many great bits. I love that they did reference sliding through time. He never actually got to say body slide, and he mm-hmm. never called his computer professor. But you know, maybe we'll get those in future iterations. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Oh, it was pretty funny when he was Holt, when he was wearing uh, the Spiro helmet. <laughs> uh, Deadpool. I, I'm not Spiro. What am I? What, is, what world am I living in today? The uh, the helmet that Professor X usually uses. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cerebro. Cerebro. Spiro. What am I talking about? I don't about? know what you're talking <laughs> about today. Oh my god. Spiro. And, wow. Oh, and I thought it was cool. There was um, I don't know. Was it maybe it was the the X-Men TV show. No, I think it, no, it was definitely X-Force in the comics when they went up against Juggernaut and Shatterstar is actually who, um, went for his helmet with his swords, trying to loosen it. And I think it actually might've, did it work in the comics? I don't know. But anyway, I just, it was one of those scenes in the movie that I was like, I remember this, you know what I mean? Like, obviously not with Deadpool because, Still, at that time, he was a villain, which I think is interesting, too, because Vanessa was also a villain um, in in those, even though she was kind of more like a villain under duress kind right. of uh, thing with the whole Tolliver situation. But um, I also do like that they introduced Cable as a villain in this, but the villain that you could kind of understand and get behind because yeah. um, even... 
even though this might not have been chronologically how he appeared in um, in the comics, I re- one of the first times I remember seeing Cable, even though I had his original appearance in the New Mutants, I still like the most memorable things were like the um, uh, Executioner's song, where he comes back to mm-hmm. execute the Professor, um, and you find out, you know, that like he's not just an assassin for no reason, you know, like he's, he's totally the bad guy, but you see it on his side and be like, no, it's because of this techno virus. It's because of, you know, whatever yeah, else. Yeah. I forget the, the details now. It's why I need to go back and reread some of that stuff. I love nineties X-Men so much. It's so I much have, fun. And it's, at my mom's house, I have all of the single issues still like all, yeah, me you too. know, everything, even like the wedding. Only of not Gene at my mom's Storm. house, in my closet. Oh, I'm in your sure. closet. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I move it around the country with me. I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mine's still in a box, but I, 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 you know, I go through every once in a while and like the last thing I saw was the, the wedding, this, the, uh, you know, Cyclops and Gene Storm. Oh wedding. yeah. And all yeah. the different covers and all, you know, mm-hmm. that's the other thing too. Is so many of that stuff. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know how we can afford that back then, but you know, you had to buy like six different versions of one right? issue. I know, man. I know. And I mean, I'm a sucker for the artwork too. I always have been. So I always wanted all that stuff. And I just, I remember like I used to have, because I was, you know, a little girl who liked comic books. Of course I would like, all I had was guy friends, right? <laughs> so like we would come over and like, we would trade, we would trade comics and we would trade magic cards and we would do all of the nerdiest things you could possibly imagine, um, before sitting down to play D and D. So, um, but I remember I felt like I got the best score because one of my friends, um, Chris Benton, uh, used to come over and, he had he wanted the individual comics for the um x-men number one when they kind of broke off into the blue team gold team mm-hmm. um and it had that great you know awesome multi-cover uh image but he had the one that actually folded out and so it was all the the covers on one. Oh, wow. and i'm like i'm like well that's the one i want <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you know? and he traded me because he wanted the individual ones and i was like you're crazy. And I don't know. I mean, the individual ones might be more, worth more monetarily. Yeah, but yeah. I was just like, no, I just want the whole giant Jim Lee image. I mean, it was so, so great. And then on the inside of it, um, inside the fold out, you know, on that cover was that great, that other Jim Lee image that I had as a door poster um, that was just this vertical stacking of all the characters in this group shot and it, i always think it's funny when you have these massive group shots because i mean it had everybody x-men yeah. x-force of like just all of like not not the core avengers but like some of the people that were kind of like x-men avengers x-factor you know <laughs> like mm-hmm. um and um but i always think it's funny when when you see those old school and, and maybe even new school collages of people where they're all like sitting down for a photo but there's so many of them that you're like what terrain are they on that I know, they can yeah. all be facing in this way where you see everybody, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, and they, nobody's blinking. They all, they, yeah, all, they got the I perfect know, shot. Perfect <laughs> shot. You got Lockheed flying up on the top with his little cigar just yeah. right. You got, mm-hmm. you know, Boomer with her little gum popping. You got, you know, all the folks. Oh, my God, I love those images. Oh, I could blurry. just talk about <laughs> X-Men artwork all day. I'm sorry if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about. <laughs> the people who know the images that we're talking about are probably like, yeah, I had that too. And the people who don't, they're like, oh my God, can we get back to the movie? I'm yeah, so sorry. Yeah, yeah. 
I know, especially because a lot of that stuff. I mean, I I have so much. Even all of the, that same time period is when Infinity War came out. Uh, you know, the uh, mm, like mm-hmm. I had the the Infinity Gauntlet series and um, at my mom's house, like uh, in the backing boards, in the plastic. You know, I remember there there came a point though when I was I couldn't keep up with the backing boards in plastic. Where I was like, oh, the oh my god, I know. That was yeah. the worst. I hated it because I always wanted everything um, in plastic and with boards and everything. And, you know, there's that great – what was that? It wasn't Clerks. It was probably Mall Rats where Jason Lee was just like, these, these should be with boards. You should have boards in these, you monster or you <laughs> yeah. animal or whatever it is. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I um, I yeah, my I was that person. My friend got the but, best yeah, did, of, of all did. this because he'd come over to my house – and he got to read all this stuff, and he didn't have to buy any comics or anything because he knew oh, I was yeah. going to buy them. So he just <laughs> he would just come over and just read my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> there, there got to be a point. My brother was two years older than me, and there got to be a point where he um, he was always the guy who wanted something new, like a new hobby, a new thing. Like you know, he didn't stick with things for very long when he was younger. You know, mm. and. Um, I just remember I always got the best deal out of that because I would have my Christmas money and he would always, you know, be a really easy target because I would be like, (laughs) yeah, you know, I'll buy your comic collection for 50 bucks, you know, and he's like, yeah, okay. And I'm like, shit, yeah. So I got his whole comic collection absorbed into mine because he wasn't really reading anymore and I, I still was. But there were a lot of duplicates there. So what I did was I had this one big giant wall and I made the whole wall a collage. I did... I did all my comic posters and then I cut out any of the duplicates that I had. I would make sure that if it was a first issue, I would, you know, keep the first issue. But if it was like a reprint or something, you know, second run, um, then I would, I cut out big pages, splash pages, little things and had this giant comic book collage all on one room, one wall of my bedroom. And it was just like the most satisfying thing. And it's one of those things where like, I loved making collages when I was younger because it's not only is it everything that I loved, but like it's so much artistic inspiration. You just kind of feel charged when you have, um, you have that much amazing like artistry you know, around yeah, yeah, you and you're yeah. just like, ah, oh, like I want to create, I want to do something. I want to feel energetic. Um, and I don't do it anymore. Uh, I don't like have any wall collages in my house now, but I guess kind of, I have all my framed, um, signature, you know, uh, like the black and white photos of all the Catwomans I have signed by each of the actresses. And, and while it's not a collage, it's like, the, like it's like a photo collage where it's all framed and then yeah, arranged, yeah. you know, it's like yeah, the adult cool. version, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, anyway, so Deadpool two was awesome and I highly recommend it. Do you have any other final thoughts? I mean, there's, there's lots of stuff that I'm sure I didn't mentioned yeah, I'm, I'm I, I thought it was, was awesome yeah i mean it was top to bottom i would recommend yeah, oh, it. the whole yukio thing hi yukio oh that was so oh cute. yeah that was fun <laughs> it was just so perfect the shooting the old deadpool you know mm-hmm. was perfect you know there was just that that movie was a gem well even even <laughs> he, he killed the he killed ryan reynolds as well for, yes yes for, for doing the green lantern yeah script, yeah so. Yeah, no, I mean, that it was great. It was great. And it, yeah, I'll definitely go see that one again in the theater. I just, I want to give it my money. I want to give it my money. It's like there's some, it's one of those things. It's it's funny because um, there are some movies that I love, like really love, like top 10 kind of movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not top 10 kind of movies, but, you know, top 50 kind of movies. We're people who love movies, so there's a lot of movies. But there are definitely movies in my top 50 
that I don't necessarily want to watch again. Yeah. But it's like the, there are certain films that it's not always even about the story. It's about like hanging out with your friends in the movie. And it sounds mm-hmm. so cheesy, but it's true. It's like, it's like when you watch Lord of the Rings or something like that, it's almost like you're going back to visit this home that you love. Yeah. And um, when you're watching the, the Marvel movies, you know, it is, it's like visiting these beloved people that are kind of a part of your life. And they have been, you know, especially if you've read comics um, since you were little, like we have, it, it is It's like visiting, you know, your uncle. It, and I think that's why that you like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think it, it, that's why it gets so upsetting when they make these movies and they make them wrong because yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for the best with Shazam. You know, I, I saw one poster yeah. that I'm, I'm like, okay, whatever. But you know, cause when I watch, when I watch, or the, when I read the comics, Captain, it's Shazam now, but uh, his name was Captain Marvel originally. Yeah. Um, but uh, he was never like Billy Batson would say the word, and then he'd become an. Uh, Billy Batson was a kid; he'd become an adult. Mm-hmm. I never really remember the comics ever playing on the fact that he was a kid still as an adult with the same mind. Because they used to say, you know, he has the, you know, uh, uh, what was it, the strength of Solomon? Uh, yeah. The, the I, I blanked on that. No, no, the the wisdom of Solomon. Um, mm. And the the strength of Hercules and the speed of Apollo, uh, the, the uh, power of Zeus, and uh, uh, no, speed of Mercury. Yeah, the whole you could probably figure it out just from the word Shazam. <laughs> that's what it, it's one letter of each god. I don't know if you knew that. Um, oh no, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I it's, didn't know that. So that's why it, that's what it spells out is all these gods, and they mix the mythology a little bit because there's some gods that are from. Greek and there's some that's that are from yeah I was uh, gonna say it's like wait a minute Solomon you know yeah <laughs> <Like>, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know yeah, it's a little, a little mixed up but um so I'm uh I know that's an aspect in the in the I would say maybe in the 2000s that is when they started really focusing on uh, whenever they do Captain Marvel or Shazam in the comics he would still have the mind of a child. So, yeah. And I know that that's going to probably be the focus of the movie because I think that's the hook that they need <laughs> to yeah. make it different from, from, you know, anything else. So, but well, I, I like the, actor, I mean, otherwise you, know. you just have another, you know, Superman looking motherfucker, you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly, and, like exactly. you do, you want to make him his own character. And, and again, you growing up reading, um, that I, that's, that's one that I never read growing up. Yeah. So as a moviegoer, I'm going to be fresh. And I would want something to be real different. Otherwise, I would just be like, well, it just seems like a dupe. And, you know, wh- mm-hmm. whoever came first, I'm just saying it just, it's it's good to differentiate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm anxious to see it. I'm Like I said, I like the guy. I, I, I watch Chuck every week. So, I mean, not every week. I watched it binge, the whole thing. Yeah. So, and then the last season I watched live. Um, so, I do like that actor. And, uh uh, it was a surprising choice, but he looks great, you know. And I don't know who's playing the kid. I haven't seen any pictures of him. Um, oh yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen pictures of him. Is it Zachary L- Levy? Levi? Yeah, Levi. Levy? Yeah. Levi. Yeah. yeah. Zachary Levi. So yeah. He, so I mean, he looks good, and uh, he looks good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the costume is a little surprising to me. I mean, it looks like it, but it, it, they made it its own as well. Like it, mm. the lightning is a little, little different, but. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Again, I'm not that picky. I'm just cur- I'm really just curious to see it because that I'm I feel I'm at the age now where you know they're they're already making movies that I I I had said oh when I'm a filmmaker I'm going to make this movie yeah and they're starting to do yeah. that so I'm like okay I guess I don't have to be yeah. a filmmaker then <laughs> you know you know so no but, uh, but uh, um, yeah Shazam is one I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with it and uh, seeing what they do with because uh, that Black Adam obviously is going to spin off mm-hmm. into his own movies so. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I don't know if it was a fan image that I saw, but I did see an image of um, Dwayne Johnson as Black Adam, and it looked good. And again, I'm not sure if whatever I saw was just like a fan, you know, yeah, made yeah. one. I know, but... they're so good sometimes, you can't tell. <laughs> they like are, they're, they're sometimes I'm just like, man, that one really had me convinced that they cast that actor, but nope, it's just like a fan cast. You know? Yeah, well, Jen, Jen thought Toy Story 4 was coming out this year, because oh, it was originally... Yeah. And be, and it turns out there's a fake trailer online mm. for Toy Story four. <laughs> so, and and because she even had it in our calendar as to when you know, uh, like to to go see that movie, and I'm like, I don't think it comes out this year. I, I haven't seen any trailers for it, and then I yeah. searched, and I'm like, oh, this is a fake trailer. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it no. was originally, <laughs> and I was I was thinking to myself that would be pretty close to Incredibles to release it like yeah. two weeks later, yeah. you know. Oh, that's, that had to be such a bummer for Jen. She was probably like, "Oh man, I'm yeah, really yeah. sorry, 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 I know, because we were also funny. we were looking for for movies to to see with you know with the kids and uh, um and I yeah, just, just, the segue for that is you know so I took Xavier who's four and a half to see his first IMAX movie which and first Star Wars movie so it was and so we, he watched nice. Solo and nice. Uh, what do you think? There. What was his verdict? Oh man, he he loved it. You know, oh, good. Because after good. after it was done, I he didn't move during the whole movie. Like he just watched oh, it. Wow. Um, he didn't get tired. Or some sometimes when there's scary, not even scary parts, but uh, if he gets nerve wracked, he wants to go. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I want to mm-hmm. go. But no, he didn't feel that at all. The only time he felt intense was every trailer that they decided to air before Solo was like the scariest sounding and we're in IMAX <laughs> Jurassic Park was frightening to him like he yeah. definitely said he didn't want to see that in fact well, he yeah, that is scary when yeah. you're little oh yeah especially the end when she when the dinosaurs coming oh my into God, your room yeah. <laughs> I'd be terrified I mean so, I loved that when I was little but I remember being scared of that when I was real I mean I think I was maybe 13 when it came out or something so I mean I think I was old enough to not really be scared but still it's still monsters, totally yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's still so, monsters, for sure. He even said to me today, he just said, you know, he asked me if I was going to go see that movie. And I said, probably. He goes, no, don't go see it. Like, like almost no, as if something's like going to happen gonna to me. like I was going to follow you home or it was going to hurt you. Yeah, which is funny. <laughs> I don't want the so, dinos to get my daddy. <laughs> I know. But, he, but no, he loved it to the fact where he said uh, to me he wants to see Ant-Man and Wasp because they showed the trailer. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, nice. So, Cuz he liked yeah, the first Ant-Man at home, but um mm-hmm. but yeah, so he 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 loved it. He wasn't bored at all and and nice. I, I have to say too, I you know, I I really enjoyed it. I I enjoyed it. I I probably I knew I probably would, but I just didn't know where it was going to go and uh uh I thought it moved really fast for a two and a half hour movie. Like it didn't feel I didn't feel that time at all. You know, it mm-hmm. just it just kind of zoomed by. Um, I yeah, didn't, I didn't really have any real problems with the movie. Like I kind of, I kind of went in, uh, just just it, see see what they did, you know. Yeah, so I didn't well, go yeah, anything. that helps. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that helps. I yeah. feel like I do that for all the Star Wars movie now. I'm just kind of like, we're just going to see what they did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I like some of the things that they, they chose. Like the, I like mm-hmm. what they did with Chewbacca. Like they really yeah, made yeah. him an action character in this movie. Like he never really moved that way before and – even his introduction, you know, was 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 great. Um, yeah, I thought so too. I thought that was probably one of the highlights, if not the highlight, of the film. Yeah, um, I like uh, Donald me. Glover. I thought he was. I thought. He oh was yeah, good. he was so great. And I wanted more of him, of course. Everybody yeah. wants more of him. Oh yeah, yeah. Although I, I thought they used him great, you know, just for mm-hmm. the comedic stuff. Um, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of what did you what did you think of the movie? What did you like it? I liked it, but it's one of those like. You know, I, I liked it. You know, yeah, yeah. like it was it was not I was think, I was actually expecting to like it more. And I, I was only expecting to like it more kind of last minute because I had heard such great things. I didn't see it on opening night. I saw it on Sunday after opening night mm-hmm. uh, like that, that opening weekend. So I had already had tons of friends that I was seeing on, you know, in my newsfeed being like, oh, my gosh, this is the best Star Wars movie ever. This is my favorite. Oh, wow. I loved yeah. it, you know. And some people saying it was in their top five Star Wars movies, which there's enough now that that's pretty good, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. And so I think I was expecting a little more, and and I feel bad because I didn't have those expectations the week before. It was just because you know, right at right at the end there, that you know, people were like, "Oh, this is this is great. This is awesome." And I was like, "Yeah, I did. I liked it. It was fun." I don't, it didn't like knock my socks off. You know what I mean? And I do feel like um, the actor who played Han kind of settled into his role and wasn't super comfortable with it until probably about the last half of the movie. Um, Or maybe I wasn't comfortable with him until the last half, you know, (laughs) one or the other. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is another great example of a movie that I might not go see again in the theater, even though I'm going to go see a Deadpool 2, you know, for a third time. And it's not that this is a bad movie. I enjoyed it. I recommend people to go watch it. It was a lot of fun, especially as like a family. I love the whole equal rights for robots thing. You know, that's yeah, that was kick. funny. <laughs> you know, I love the rebellion thing. So much fun. Um, I, I felt personally like Woody Harrelson kind of took me out of the Star Wars vibe um I think that his character was great I think that it was written well and everything but he's one of those actors that when I see him it's just him you know yeah, what I yeah, mean yeah. like it's it's hard to feel like he's a character because he's so do you think it him. was it was the Hunger Games that because I liked him in a lot of and I didn't mind him in this but I kind of yeah, felt like he was playing the character him. from but yeah, yeah, away, maybe yeah. that's part of it too, where it just felt like a repeat, you know. Mm-hmm. And and it's again, he, it's not, he didn't do anything wrong. I'm not trying to bash him. I'm just yeah, saying yeah. that that seeing him on screen kind of took me out of it more. I wish that they had gotten somebody else that was either an unknown or just not such like. It's almost like when you have, um, oh my gosh, Hopkins, Anthony Hopkins, and things like I oh, can't yeah, see yeah. Anthony Hopkins as a character anymore i only see him as himself you know what i mean like mm-hmm. there's just no there's no acting involved even though i'm sure he's acting i'm just saying like it's just it completely takes you out of the film well you, you um, know what it's like too is like when you can't like back in the back in the day when richard richard Pryor would make a movie mm-hmm. i can't name one character he played but he played yeah. richard you know but it's richard Pryor. that's who yeah 
was in the movie. I can and name one character he played. Was, the toy. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this, no, I don't know the character's name, but that yeah. was, you know. <laughs> yeah, remember when the toy was running in the in the streets? <laughs> yeah. Yep. No, I know. That's and that's but that's he Woody Harrelson's like that and it yeah. you know I like him as an actor. George Clooney to me is like that too. Yeah. To me George Clooney has kind of become George Clooney in movies. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's... no, I can see that. And I think I wonder if that's just us getting older or if that's just because you see the same faces so much. And I'm not like cuz I'm so for actors staying working. Like I don't want to be the person that's like Nah, they're old. Get them out of here. I'm like, yeah, no, yeah. no. I mean, please, you know, like have a career, How, you know, be respected, be good. But um, you can't help it. It's one of those things. It's it's just naturally occurs sometimes where somebody it's I don't even know that they get too big for themselves or anything like that. It's just they've got such a a certain way about them. But um, Amelia Clark, I liked. I thought she was great. Um, the whole thing with Darth Maul was interesting. So. I don't know. You might know a little bit more about this because you've seen the the Star Wars cartoons yeah. where this has to have happened after the fight scene where Darth Maul dies, right? But doesn't die. In, and in uh, You mean in Phantom Menace, in, right? In Phantom Menace. But yeah. in the cartoons, my boyfriend was saying, because he's seen them too, he's like, they did a whole episode where um, Darth Maul didn't really die even after being cut in half. Like he's kind of partially robotic now. He, and... It's it's weird, and it and it was a lot. He's in a lot of the last half of of uh, uh, Clone Wars because right. he became um, he had a spider body for quite a while because he he kind of he the top half of his body survived. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and like I, you do yeah of course yeah yeah you know how that happens uh, like a worm you know and then they grew back. yeah you know uh so the top part of his body and then uh uh i i feel like it was his brother mm-hmm. that found him and took him back to the home his home planet and then he got legs after that but then it gets a little hazy because i didn't see all of the end of the clone wars but Whoa. i know darth maul became a really big character to the point where this new show rebels brought him back and mm. one of the last shots that we saw of uh obi-wan kenobi and darth maul were fighting but we didn't see what happened same thing with ahsoka and darth vader um mm-hmm. were fighting now what's interesting though is i don't know if you remember they kept hinting at an obi-wan kenobi movie but they wouldn't say if if it was happening or not the minute that uh you know, this movie was released. They, you know, they they announced the Obi Wan Kenobi movie with Ewan McGregor. Oh no, I didn't see that. So yeah, and I think that's that's where Darth Maul is going to connect. Interesting. Into, with that Obi Wan Kenobi movie, so. Interesting. No, yeah, because I didn't see that because I was looking for what was you know on the up and up. Um, mm-hmm like coming up for Star Wars. And I was like, well, we don't really see another. I mean, I wasn't really expecting another solo movie, but obviously they have set seeds here to be, you know, sprouted in, in other films. And I was thinking maybe the Boba Fett movie coming up, um, was going to have a tie in there. But if they're doing the, um, Obi-Wan movie, that makes a lot more sense. Um, but yeah, just chronologically, I was like, okay, so, so Phantom Menace had to have happened you know, before oh, yeah. Solo, just just from how old the characters are and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think so this movie yeah. takes place, like, around, 
let's see, if Star Wars, it has to be about 10 years, like probably maybe around the time of Rebels taking place, it would Mm -hmm. make sense. Um, Yeah, yeah. I think, I think a little, a little bit before, don't you? Just because, I mean, they're starting the rebellion. Oh, even yes, by that's stealing, true. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they're yeah. just, they're just starting the rebellion. So, I mean, not, not a, a great deal um, more, but you know, a few years, but still, yeah. Um, yeah I no, think it's I funny like, that Han, Han inadvertently funded the start of the rebellion is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, and here's the other thing that I thought was interesting because, you know, again, anybody who's, who's listened to the podcast knows that I kind of had a problem that they never went back and humanized the rest of the empire more so than just saying, okay, okay. Finn was a good guy though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like yeah. obviously there are good guys in the empire too, that are just fun. And I thought, um, solo kind of at least referenced it. They didn't necessarily go all in on it, but mm-hmm. I mean, having, um, the, the, you know, join the empire, learn to fly, you know, do this, blah, 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 you know, and yeah, just kind yeah. of like having it be like that normal thing. You're just joining the military. You're just joining. You don't realize it's a giant evil empire. It's just, it's just what you can do to get off your shit planet. You know yeah, it's mean? just a like, job. It's, yeah. just, it's just a way to get out of whatever life you're stuck in or, you know, an opportunity to learn how to fly. And it made sense because he was only there for a couple of years and that taught him how to, you know, gave him the experience he needed to kind of um, become a better pilot and everything like that. And Well, what's so funny and... is they hit on so many, like all, you know, all of my life with Han Solo's backstory was always that he saved Chewie from, uh, <clears throat> Chewie was in slavery mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. under the Empire and he saved him. And that's why Chewie owed him a life debt, even though they didn't really go into that in the movie. But they always, impl- I don't, and I don't even know why I knew this, they always implied that he was a stormtrooper. That Han was uh... really because I that was a surprise to me. Yeah, that I, that's was the one something thing I always that I knew. Like, Man, I never. And what? Like, I feel where like it did was you in... hear that? Like, was I it think... in one of the movies? Because I don't remember that. No, never in the movies. I think it was either in like one of the. There were like three Han Solo books, like Han Solo okay. at Star's yeah. End. This was like during the eighties, seventies, and eighties, um, when when that was between Star Wars and Empire, they released these. Um, books one was called Han Solo at Star's End I can't remember what the other two were they were like three of them mm-hmm. and I thought in one of those because they also they they made like the planet that he's on I, I blanked on the name of it but I saw someone else mention this that uh, the planet they're fighting on is the same planet that Splinter of the Mind's Eye takes place on which is that, oh, I don't know that really either. odd book that came out it was the first Star Wars book and they didn't even call it Star Wars. It was just called Splinter of the Mind's Eye, and it took place after Star Wars, and it was with Leia and Luke, and they crash land on a planet chasing Darth Vader. And, and it's a weird book because they clearly didn't know Luke and Leia were brother and sister because they, they were kind of like trying to make it romantic between the two yeah. of them, you know? But, yeah. um, uh, but they reference some things from that book, like that. That's that's what's so strange is is there's so many little in this movie. There were a lot of references. But that's like nice that. though, because I mean, I didn't feel left out. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like even though that was new to me, and and maybe it was a little jarring to me to be like, wait, he was part of the Empire because I feel like that's kind of a big thing that kind of got glossed over in any of yeah. the movies. Like maybe they just. But if you, it makes a little more sense at least that it it was referenced um, or implied in in some of the books and that's what i even i had thought maybe too i was like okay well maybe they go into this and in, in just a 
an area that I haven't seen. And I know that they're not necessarily sticking to the books no. um, either, but, you know, to I was have surprised a little incorporation here or there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I never would have thought, you know, I thought it was just going to be its own thing. I didn't think they would make so many connections to, to the past. And, you know, the other thing, too, is I'm really curious about how much I'd love to see the the other version of this movie because, you know, one yeah, of the things that, crazy is that yeah, the, the other character, the other uh, he said he was originally being he was they were having him play Han Solo like Jim Carrey in a way. And you can kind of see that a little bit sometimes, you know, maybe with the grinning and, and how he was. But mm-hmm. but. You know, they shot nearly seventy to eighty percent of this movie over. Again. Yeah, before they. Yeah, I know. I so, know. yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty crazy, and also it, it, the fact that they were doing a lot of ad libbing uh, in originally. It mm. do, this doesn't seem like the type of movie that would lend, you know, lend itself to that kind of. You know, it's like, yeah. like that was the thing about the, you know, and I think it's because Lawrence Kasdan wrote it, and he was the writer of Empire. Yeah, it had that same flavor, and I think that's what people are connecting with. It's right, the dialogue. Because the one thing I think all of the movies, the prequels included, only only Empire's been it was was safe from this. Is it dialogue has always felt stilted in all of the movies, mm-hmm. and this movie was the most reminiscent of Empire with the pitter patter dialogue and 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 how many. Uh, how many fun references were made, you know, like it was very smart mm-hmm. dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's what people are probably responding to more because, you know, you've had so many, you know, I think of the prequels. I mean, that was like just, you know, somebody reading like Shakespeare, you know, sometimes, yeah. you know, it was just not, not uh, nobody was speaking like a person speaks in yeah. those movies. Well, it was nice to see Warwick Davis again. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. always fun. Mm-hmm. And even, um, you know, God, what's his name? Vision, you know? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah. You know, I thought that character was interesting. Um, I I was surprised at the end uh, of how they, how Amelia Clark's character, what she chose to do. I was genuinely thinking when she was obviously getting Han to go and she was saying, you know, he needs you and you'll need him. I was like, oh, my God, she's dying. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, oh, yeah. my God, he cut her in a way that we didn't see yet with those evil blades. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, my God. And then to have her use the ring to, to contact Darth Maul. I mean, that was that was definitely not one that I was um, that I was seeing. But I thought she was going to die even at the beginning of the movie because not not that she was going to die in the first scenes, but that. Before I even went to see the film, I just assumed she would be dead by the end yeah, because yeah. we know that he's not with her later on. So I was just like, well, she's going to be the love of his life that died early, like the young love, you know, that first love that you have that is not meant to be. And, you know, she's going to die tragically and yeah. uh, he he's going to be by himself for a long time. And then he's going to meet Leia, who's the real love. of his life. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of. Yeah. Well, what was interesting <laughs> what too assumed. is both the characters, like Amelia Clark's character, and then even the the lady who the 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 girl who's the leader of the resistance, mm-hmm. they both had qualities of Leia in them too. You mm-hmm. know, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. But uh, I yeah. kind of I think I I knew she was something because it's so weird to say, but she didn't seem very happy to see him. Like it wasn't like she never seemed happy that Han was back in her life at all. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like she seemed content with the life that she had. She didn't seem like 
she was trying to get out of it, like the, through the whole time. I don't know that. I mean, I don't know that content would be the word that I used, but I I see what you're saying for sure. I yeah. felt like she just was like, no, I've made this choice, and there's no getting out. Like it's there was there's obviously something more that we haven't yeah. heard yet as to why you know she's exactly here, and obviously she made this bargain just to get out, but. Um, I, I feel like there's obviously more to that story, and we will we will see it in either the Obi Wan movie or maybe the Boba Fett movie, or yeah. or maybe a solo movie. I mean, there's still stuff they could I mean, do. I, I mean, yeah. just the yeah. Jabba stuff. The oh, oh, that was the other thing. I loved the 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 uh, Kessel Run. I thought that whole sequence. Yeah, that was cool. But what was even more brilliant was the mix of all of the all of the Millennium Falcon's greatest hits themes yes. all happening yes. in that one track. Like that was yeah. I thought that was awesome. Like, I love that. Yeah. You know. Oh, that was, that was, yeah, that was really great. Um, that, and that's just it. The, the Falcon is a character, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's so true. Um, and seeing it in its purest form, really, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, this is the spruciest. <laughs> I know. What did Han do to that thing? You know? <laughs> yeah, well, we saw what he did just even yeah. after, after that run, it was like already. It's all just, well, um, but I was just going to say one more thing about Amelia Clark's character is that I, I I think that maybe I'm like I'm wondering if she turns into someone that we know. You know what I mean? Like yeah, maybe yeah. she turns into something um that we've heard of, you know, in in some way or another. Maybe not something that we've seen on screen, but um I I kind of would love to see her character become a villain because that's always the reoccurring theme in star Wars films, right? Is that yeah. the good guy turns to the, to the dark side, you know, yeah, <laughs> because yeah. they're attracted to the power and what it can do for them. And, and she seems very susceptible to that because she had a hard life growing up because she was on this, you know, prison planet for orphans basically, or whatever, you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, so it makes sense that, the, yeah, the, she was the power the... to break free is attractive. She was on the Oliver Twist planet, is what yes. they call it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. And oh my god, I could the oh, <laughs> the very beginning scene where they not only say Lady Proxima in the opening credits, but have to say Lady Proxima's name like every five seconds in that first opening yeah, scene. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, okay, 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 we get it, we get it. She's important. <laughs> We get I, I was thinking though they'll be able to do the Mario movie with no problem, and you know when he has to jump on that worm like that. And <laughs> but you know you know what's funny too is I like the the opening, the opening felt like Blade Runner in a weird way. Like even the way yeah. the words were written and and uh, it, yeah. it's like this movie had all three of Harrison Ford's things. It had obviously Han Solo. It had Blade Runner, mm-hmm. Indiana Jones. You know, mm-hmm. had all and of those obviously- feels. They had to have the Han shot first moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, oh, they yeah, had yeah. To that do was it. awesome. They had, obviously, mm-hmm. <laughs> had see, the, to do it. The other thing, too, I, I like this. Uh, for me, this was the first fantasy Ron Howard film that I thought felt like it moved. Like, I, he's he's always had a problem with this genre. All right, listen. Um, do you want to fight about Willow? Oh, I love Willow. I no. will fight you about Willow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I love Willow. I I really do. But he's he's never had good luck with with the with the fantasy genre, like money wise, like you know, making of. Yeah. Um, I do love Willow, but uh, but uh, he's uh, Ron Howard has never been 
like that's why I was worried about Dark Tower when he first had it because I didn't. Yeah, know. that was. Although pretty... it probably would have been better, Oof. you know. But um... it's a, you know what's funny is I fell asleep watching Dark Tower and I just never went back and finished it because I was just like I don't care. <laughs> that's funny. I fell asleep in the movie. That that was when I fell asleep during. I kept waking yeah. up and falling asleep. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was I was just at so home, but still, yeah, I was just like I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, it's I like think we even own it because it was on Amazon, so I think we bought it. You know what I mean? Because we we didn't wait to rent it. Oh, so it's there, but I don't yeah. know that I'll ever actually go back and watch it. I know. I can't. I can't do it. I'm like I'm done. I I experienced it once. I you know that's enough. <laughs> well, Ron Howard's a great director, but we all you know. I mean, just just like with any anyone you know there there are successes and there are mm-hmm. opportunities some things just work out better than others and especially when you're coming in having to reshoot and rehandle and you know i mean that that's huge you know I that know, had to yeah. be a, a gigantic undertaking and uh, speaking of like <clears throat> old school directors that are i i think hit or miss as far as as tone and and things can happen i watched um the terror which was the amc uh, run that Ridley Scott did for um, the it was like maybe 10 episodes or something and it's these these two ships and it's based on a true story but obviously is embellished you know what I mean like yeah. it's, oh I know what you're talking about now the yeah two yeah, ships yeah they're trying to find passage to, to mm-hmm. the northern passage to China um, and it's like obviously an older <laughs> in yeah. olden times and um, it's it was good, but oh my god, it could have been three episodes. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like we really did not have to drag this out into a ten episode uh, thing. And again, it was good. Like I love Ridley Scott, and he's a visionary. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's total package. But there are things for his him that are hit and miss. You know, I mean, obviously, I love Alien. I even love Prometheus. You know, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Where, where a lot of people don't. But um, uh, but this this is another one where I'm just like, man, you know, I respect him. He's he's obviously got uh, a ton of talent and a ton of vision. But uh, every once in a while, people just get really long winded Yeah. after they settle into themselves. You know, I mean, I, I, I know authors do that, too, where you just are like, all right. All right. I mean, come on, Stephen King. Yeah. Did this book really have to be twelve hundred pages? Could you, you know what I mean? Like, I know, you, I know. I mean, and I'm not saying I don't like description, but like, holy shit. <laughs> well, and that, you know, that comes from just making it up as you go along. Like I've always, I love yeah. Stephen King and it's amazing he can do that. But there's times when you know he's doing that <laughs> because you're like, yeah. okay, we didn't need this. That well, I felt that way about Twin Peaks, right? Like that. that but was... that that should be able to get cut out, though. I mean, I get that that might be part of the process and yeah. being in there in a first draft or even a third draft. But Jesus Christ, get an editor. I know. Yeah. Well, who's who's the brave person to edit Stephen King? Who says you know? Anyway, he gets to say, "Oh yeah, did you sell millions of books?" You know. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's well, that's the problem. I mean, I'm sure that's the same way with. You know, when people are talking to Ridley Scott, you know, he's just like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Did you make Black Hawk Down? <laughs> yeah, no. Do you want to – can you hold this? This is my Oscar. Hold on. Hold on yeah, to this for a second. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. There's some shows that don't – like, I think I think it's one of those things where an auteur gets uh, – an auteur, I should say, gets into mm-hmm. – gets this 10-hour deal 
and then they feel like they can just kind of pontificate through the whole thing and win. Yeah. Well, you know, it's not. Uh, uh, Was it really the best thing to serve the story? You yeah, know? no, no. That's why I'll always say the Twin Peaks was just that was rough going. Did you did you ever make it to the end? I didn't. Know? We ended up canceling our subscription. <laughs> and I was like, I'll get to it. I'll get to it one yeah. day. I just, whew, yeah. I couldn't get all that Dougie. I couldn't get through Dougie. <laughs> it was oh too my much. god. Oh he, Dougie. Yeah. And and there were still shining moments. I mean, obviously the the black and white episode was amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's amazing stuff going on, but. It was just exhausting. Yeah. It was, I, oh, man. Yeah. yeah no, was, I didn't was, get through it. It was rough. I will. I will, though. It will happen because I still do have a lot of love for it. I just had to put it on hold. Yeah. Um, we did, uh, we finally finished the uh, Lost in Space. Oh, okay. um, It's on Netflix. That was also really good. Um, I actually, yeah, I really liked that one. We didn't, we didn't marathon that one like we do so many other Netflix things. We actually did watch it. Um, episode by episode, you know, like yeah. throughout over weeks and weeks. So um, and sometimes that's better in a way. I, yeah, no, I, I liked it. I thought it was really good. It had, um, I thought it had a great cast and I, I mean, I don't care about the kid, but you know, <laughs> it's fine. No, it's, it's fine. That's really the only thing is that, you know, the, the kid is, is always such a brat. It's always such a brat. And then yeah. they try and make him not be a brat, and then they make you. They try and make you like him, and it just makes it worse. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> it's like, oh, he's got such a good heart, though. Don't you feel guilty about thinking he's a brat? I'm like, no. Yeah, he's, he's brat. a brat. <laughs> I know. No, but those are um, the hardest shows to cast. Like just finding the right kid. It's it's rare yeah. when they get it right, but yeah, I mean, he's fine. He's fine. I'm sure he's a lovely young man. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> he probably steals. <laughs> I don't think. I don't know. But um, but yeah, no, it, it was good though. I mean, any, for anybody who's who's interested, it's certainly better than the movie. Uh, the yeah. John Hurt and Matt LeBlanc. You remember Although that one? Say, no, William Hurt, not John Hurt. I always I always say the wrong yeah, one. Yeah, William Hurt, and uh, I I still say the best. I I love what they did with Doctor Smith in that movie. I thought Gary Oldman was just perfect for mm. Doctor Smith, mm-hmm. but the yeah the other aspects are very bubblegum, um, yeah, and silly. But he was spot on with with the way he played the character. Like that, I liked that that uh, the yeah. darkness that he brought to it. But well, um, Parker Posey is Doctor Smith in this one, and she's I don't, I really liked her. I thought she was great, but I, I mean I haven't seen the original in so long. Um, I, I did watch it growing up as a yeah. black and white reruns, but I don't, oh I don't remember. <laughs> so I always, yeah. Oh dear. I, I remember yeah. I met that guy in person when, uh, one of my first conventions and we got his autograph and, uh, nice. he was, yeah, he was, he was much older already, but he, you know, he's in bugs life. Uh, he plays the, um, the mystic in that, the real, everybody the knows guy. that movie better than I know that movie. Oh, Bugs Life? Yeah. I, yeah, I love so that, that movie. Means nothing to me. No, I mean, I've seen it before, but for some, like, that's one of those movies that everybody just, like, goes crazy about. And I'm like, man, I need to revisit that because it didn't stick with me like it stuck with everybody else. Well, it you know, it didn't at the time. For me, it came out the same year as Ants. And yeah. And I really liked Ants. Like, I remember seeing Ants first, and then I saw Bugs Life, and I said, oh, I liked it. But Ants was the one that, that I thought was much better. 
Yeah. And then only years later, when I after after all the Toy Story movies, that I go back to Bugs Life and and, and yeah. start enjoying. It. And then I, I just showed it to the kids recently too, so that's probably why it's mm. fresh yeah. in my head. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't. I'm, I mean, you're not alone. I've had other people be like, "Oh, I love a Bugs Life," and I'm like, "Really? You did? Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Because I genuinely, I know I watched it, but I don't remember it at all. So yeah, yeah. that's one that I'll have to. Well, it's like James revisit. and the G- Giant Peach was one that I saw yeah that's just kind of it was like it, it happened you know <laughs> yeah well yeah that's another one i thought i was gonna love it but it's it's another one that's just kind of like i'm like yeah i saw that all right yeah i don't I even really it. i remember aspects of it but i don't really remember you know details yeah so. no there was something else what else about? oh uh fahrenheit 451 the um temperature at which books burn <laughs> <laughs> saw that one um that's that's another one that's that's just tough to make a movie out of um it had michael b jordan who is awesome and so attractive um but like i I just it was not a good movie i don't know i didn't like it it had great effects it had great you know people but i just i i loved that book um growing up and uh i have again it's another one i haven't read since high school so i don't uh, it's not fresh or anything, but I just think that some sci-fi novels, especially when they're as iconic as that, um, and and dealing with um, the subject matter is, it's so big that it's it's almost impossible to get right, you know. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's not. I don't even think that they did a bad job. It's just that it's it's too much. It's too tough, you know. I, I don't know. I didn't like it. I think Mel Gibson was trying to make that movie like he. Before he even did, uh, uh, you know, his Man Without yeah. a Face. I think I was trying to make that movie for years and years. But... Well, I remember watching. I swear, wasn't there? Wasn't there an old movie? Yeah, I think there was an older version, like a really old one. Yeah, yeah. I thought there was. Yeah, Julie Christie and oh, Julie Gerald Christie. Cusack and Oscar Werner. Yeah, this is the one. This is the one. That's the one that I watched when I was l- like younger. Oh, okay. After we read the books, this was uh, 1984. Oh no, wait, no, that's not true. Was that's that one not of those... true? 1966. Oh, 1966. Okay. Was that one of those deals where the teacher, after they made you read yes. the book, they brought it yes, into? Yes, that's exactly what yeah. it was. That's because they, they did that. The yeah, they did that with a separate piece. I don't know if you had to read that book, but uh, I, no, no. <laughs> and, and then you never see these movies ever again. They're like, where they even find them? Like, I never even. Yeah. You know, but interesting. Well, this week comes out Jurassic Park, right? That's the that's the. Is one that this week? Out. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch yeah. that. I don't know if I'll see it this week, but I'll definitely go see it. I'll... Yeah, I'm curious. I, about God, that. those movies were so bad too. But um, like the the. Jurassic World, I mean, not, I mean, and, and some of the sequels to Jurassic yeah. Park too, but, um, but I am always up for dinos on the big screen. There's really, there's really no going wrong there for me. Like, give, give it, give me. Give yeah, me. yeah. Yeah, I, I like the last <laughs> one too. I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't mind the last one. That was, it was fun. You know, it, I, it had, a, oh, it's terrible. It had its moments. <laughs> well, you didn't like her running around in high heels? You didn't, oh, you no, didn't enjoy that's the, the <laughs> <laughs> that was so bad. <laughs> uh, well, I did like the 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 set pieces. Like I, I just felt bad for that one 
woman. I forgot who, and I I think I remember. I like she's a popular actress in something else, but she played the tour guide. And mm-hmm. man, did they like they wanted to kill her so badly on screen in so yeah. many horrific ways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, like she got picked up by the pterodactyl, and then she yeah, was this like, is this is like Bizarro Jenny. It was like yeah. instead of <laughs> instead of everyone running to save Jenny. They were yeah. all running to kill <laughs> Alyssa or whatever her name was. I know. Well, the only thing missing was someone doing an incantation to bring her back to life just so she could be killed again. You know? so oh, speaking of which, um, I've been watching a lot of uh, horror lately. What are we, we just watched um, A Dark Song, which is available on Netflix for anybody who's interested in some free horror. And it is a, uh, no actors that I had recognized. Um but it's really it's basically like a two person film where this woman uh, who has, has a son who has passed and she is trying to invoke um, her guardian angel and talk to her dead son and try and get uh, justice for him, basically. Yeah. And um, to do this, she has hired a I don't even know if they I don't know what they call him, but he, she's she's hired a man who like knows the rights, knows all the stuff. And, and they, she has bought a house for a year and they seal the house with salt all around it. And they lock themselves inside and they've got eight months worth of food and stuff. So, and starts basically this psychological torture of this process where she is going through trying to like unlock all of these gates to, you know, this, this other, the other side, you know, oh, wow. <laughs> and, and all this stuff. And, and it's this huge long process. And so it's a real slow burn. Um, but it does some interesting things. And, um, I don't know. I thought it was unlike anything I'd seen before. It wasn't your, your classic, Oh, you know, my loved one has passed and I'm going to have a seance and yeah, it goes yeah. terribly wrong. You know what I mean? This mm-hmm. was a lot more in depth and drawn out and i don't know it was interesting i don't know that i would call it a great movie but i always feel like horror movies are so tough that i am um i'm always real happy when i see one that does something differently because it's real easy to to get stuck in the expected you know yeah, like yeah. like oh of course this is happening oh of course this is you know <laughs> yeah it's hard <laughs> to get a, t- a good twist out of you know it is and it's hard sometimes. for it not to seem cheesy and as much as this wasn't like a high quality you know like mega movie or anything like that i was i didn't think that it was that cheesy kind of um as, as much as some other movies are, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like where, where you start watching them and you're like, I can't sit through this. <laughs> like, yeah, I, can't. Yeah. I, just, I can't do it, especially on Netflix. There's a lot of those. Um, yeah, it's like, yeah. I feel like I could, I had more patience for those when I was younger. Right. But now yeah. it's like, no, nah, yeah. I got exactly. other things to watch. Exactly. But yeah, a dark song. Um, we watched Winchester, which is the one, um, true, which is based on a true story. Yeah. Oh, about I know the Winchester that Winchester house. I it, love that story. What's so weird about that, that uh, so where I used to go to the movies in California um, uh, was in uh, was it Campbell uh, Cupertino near there. Mm-hmm. But the house is they used to have tours of the Winchester Mystery Mansion right there, and mm-hmm. next to that is a dome movie theater. So I would park. I had to park my car on the side where the house is. So you would park, essentially park in front of the house. You'd see the windows, 
and then you would walk in the dark to the movie theater and see and go to the the cinema dome, uh, dome theater, then mm-hmm. come back to your car. And they would do sometimes you'd forget they did flashlight tours in there, so you would just see like lights shining from the. Oh man, yeah, and you're like, oh. Yeah, it's kind of scary, but. Oh my I, god, I would be so creeped out. Like I do ghost <laughs> tours and stuff like that in St. Augustine, but like that house genuinely terrifies me in like the most interesting way pot like i'm fascinated oh you would for love anybody it. who's anybody who's not aware of what the winchester house is um it's this this home this this uh widow inherited from um her husband who who was like the winchester gun kind of manufacturer mm-hmm. kind of guy and <clears throat> it's a haunted house where she kept having add-ons kept having additions to the house because she kept having to lock spirits in rooms like seal them in with seven nails or 13 nails or 22 or whatever it is and um and there was always construction day and night because she felt like um if it's what the spirits wanted and uh anytime there wasn't construction you know things would go awry and if i'm not mistaken it's been a while since i've seen the documentary that i'd seen about it but i believe that there were a lot of people well a lot of workers died um yeah making these constructions but well, people still <laughs> also still she on it. she made rooms that, doors that would just lead out into like mm-hmm. right into the kitchen like it would, it would open and it would just fall right in or mm-hmm. you know there's there's doors that just there's staircases that just go nowhere yeah. The other interesting thing about the staircases is because she was a small woman, um, the steps, when you're walking up and down the steps, you almost don't feel like you're walking up and down steps because of the size, the shape and the slope of the mall mm-hmm. that you never, you never feel like you never have that, you know, normal pressure of walking up a staircase. Yeah. So you don't realize it's happening. Uh, and then there's things like, you know, she put in all of these stained glass windows, but then when she built the other additions, there's this. It's they're blocked from the sun, so mm-hmm. they're never going to be able to. You know, the sunlight's never going to be able to stream through some of these stained glass windows onto. They're never going to be able to see them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's so many interesting things about about that house, and when you when you take the tour, I, I've done it multiple times. But you take the tour oh, through. Wow. It, I would love to. Yeah, it's really cool. I've never done the flashlight tour. I've never been that brave. Oh, <laughs> so creepy. Yeah, I've never done that one. But uh, but the, yeah, the the Winchester Mystery House is really cool. Uh, it, interesting. It, it was pretty yeah. close to where I live, so I was able to you know, like I said, I'd go to the movies, I'd see the house. You know, it was just after a while, it, you didn't think of it, but. You only, I only got it only got scary for me when I took the tour a couple of times and then you're like you see the picture of her and in the mm-hmm. and every picture there is of her I feel like she's she's looking at you to the picture even though she's far away she's in a carriage because she didn't like pictures of herself but she but it always looked like she's looking directly at you somehow oh, you know, it's, it's one of those things yeah yes. no it's freaked so, me how out. appropriate how appropriate <laughs> No, so. I would say chances are, I mean, if you're interested in it, I would honestly probably watch the documentaries that there are out there before I watch the movie. But the movie was still, you know, fine yeah. for what it was. That's why um, I, I stayed I, away I from the, the movie because I, I thought it was going to be hokey. It seemed like it is. It is. Yeah. It is hokey. But um, again, I just love that house so much. Of course, I had to watch the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I can't believe that you've been there. I didn't know that about you. How fun. Yeah. Um, and then there was one more that we just watched, uh, Gerald's Game, which is also available on Netflix. And that's the one uh, that's also based off of a Stephen King book. And it's 
it's basically these this older couple that goes to this kind of getaway home for a weekend to spice up their marriage, try and like save their marriage by having a <clears throat> sexy weekend away, right? And so the guy, and this is this is all in this trailer, so I'm not spoiling anything, but um, the guy like handcuffs the wife to the bed, and she starts to be like, they're they're like, okay, all right, maybe, and then she's like, no, 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 not for me. And he's like, you know, oh, God damn it, <laughs> this is why we came here to do some fun stuff. And then they start having an argument and he has a heart attack and dies. Oh. And she is stuck, handcuffs both of her arms to this four poster bed. Oh, and, it's, and like they had made arrangements to be completely alone for the whole weekend. So there's no neighbors around because it's a, you know, off in the woods or something, you know, and there's no one coming to check on her. And this is. She's like, oh, my God, I'm going to die if I don't get out of it. And, I mean, yeah. she starts to lose energy and lose strength because she's, like, practically wasting away. But she's also having this mental breakdown in the midst of all this and starts having this psychotic break where she's talking to her now dead husband and he's there talking to her also and it's really interesting. And there's a whole nother element of some other horror things that are happening and dealing, her dealing with some things from her past and, you know, all this different stuff. And I thought it's, it's a tough one. It's one of those like tough movies to watch where you're like, Ooh, this is uncomfortable yeah. because there's a lot of, you know, triggers for people who might've had trauma in the past. But, um, who's the lead in that one? It was really is, great. Oh, it's, it... um, <clears throat> Carla Gugino. <clears throat> oh, okay. I, I think I, I, you know, yeah, because as you were saying it, I thought I heard, I don't know why, I, I well, nobody was nominated, but I thought I heard some buzz about the film, I because I, it sounded familiar. Yeah, it came out name. late last year. Um, So, I mean, it hasn't been around too long. It hasn't even been out a full year yet, but yeah. it's on Netflix, and I was like, oh my God, you know, I never actually got around to watching it and and i definitely recommend that that was actually like a well done one i thought yeah but but again one of those tough to watch you have to like horror movies that don't shy away from yeah, <laughs> challenging yeah. subject matter <laughs> well that's like that that daniel radcliffe one was i i didn't see the whole thing the the swiss army man is it oh yeah called? i didn't see that one either yeah but, but I, wanna, uh, I do want to see that one it, it almost has that kind of element to it as well because he's he's you know the dead body just starts talking to mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. uh, the actor in it, but uh, yeah, no, no, it was it was interesting. I I, I got to check that out. Oh, speaking of Harry Potter, why I forgot this whole time. So, <laughs> so yeah, so 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 I got to see Harry Potter and the Cursed Child on Broadway. That's amazing. And I yeah, I have to say, I I, I read the play beforehand, so I kind of knew the story. Um, you, did you read it? I don't. I didn't remember if you read. No, it. no, I haven't. So uh, yeah, I I I I really liked it. Jen was it's weird for her. She liked the first because it's broken up into two full-on plays, a part one and a part two. Um, and it's interesting at the end of part one, it almost it ends with the words "to be continued," you know, which I've never seen mm -hmm. on a Broadway show before. Yeah, yeah. And we did it all in one day, so so we uh, you know, there's like a break, a three-hour break, yeah. and then you come back. Um, some of the amazing things about it, just the the effects on the stage, um, I've never seen. I've seen wire work a million times in so many different shows. <clears throat> the wire work in this show, they fit. They somehow figured out how to hide the wires 
there's no steel contraption because usually everybody looks like they're wearing a diaper when they're in this the, the, right, the right. steel thing. None of that. Um, and it was all very seamless. Wow. Um, they did some things when they used the time turner, uh, you know, when they're, they're traveling through time and all of a sudden – it's like the whole you're looking at a stage and then suddenly the whole stage starts to warble as if something's wrong with your vision and it really is disorienting for a second until it comes back to normal and and interesting and i looked at it and i'm like how are they doing this and then i i, I think i figured it out i think i think what they're doing is there's the set and then they're digitally projecting the set on that's top that's exactly of it. what i was going to say because or or guess because um I've seen that happen in concert when I went to see um, Amon Tobin. He had his big set that was all the cubes all across the stage. And there were obviously projectors as well. And so there were things projected on the cubes. But then all of a sudden, it looked like all of the cubes were moving. And it it was just a manipulation of the digital effects. And it was, I mean, amazing. So I can only imagine putting that to use um, on a stage play has to be incredible oh yeah it was very smart the way they did a lot of things and including because there's also there was a lot of interesting special effects but then there was also a lot of practical old style things Mm -hmm. like uh there's a sequence where they use the 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 character uses the poly juice to turn into somebody Mm -hmm. else and the way they did it it was it was like that you're looking at the character and she's starting to move and contort her face and she's turning into some she's turning into hermione and but she like you see her hands getting longer um and she's in the middle of talking and then all of a sudden her head almost like it she sinks back and when her head comes back up it's her it's the actress Hermione you know she's inside it's almost like they're in the same body for a moment and i was like how did the heck did they do that cuz that's amazing cuz the the other thing too was they would do a lot of tricks where the other actor was just there they walk off stage left and then suddenly they're, I mean, with no, it didn't seem like there's any time. Like they all suddenly they're yeah. there, you know, transforming into this person. So I, 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 you know, I think a lot of that was done with just very classical, you know, black sheet background, you know, things that you don't even, it's so subtle. You don't even see it. Cause even the yeah. fighting was well done too. Like when they, there's a wand battle and the two, guys are fighting and they're doing flips it's almost like a star wars sequence and the way the flips are happening it's wire work but i think there may have been people like that you just couldn't see holding them and moving them and contorting them so that they look like they were moving because it was really seamless and we had good seats too so it was yeah very i I thought the show was really good i mean it's it's very long you know um well yeah but it was it was uh, it was good, you know. I I I really enjoyed it. You know, that's awesome. What so. a great experience! I'm so glad you guys got to go see that. Plus, being able to see it in the same day. I mean, like yeah. you said, very long, but still, what a great event. Yeah, I think it would have felt weird because they had two options. One was you could go two consecutive days, mm-hmm. or you could do just you know buy one and then I guess get the other some other time. Which I don't. Any if anyone does that, that's like. You know, that's like watching half of a movie. Like, it's not even like right, really, right. you know, and then, or, Ooh, you know, you could do it the way we did it, which is the matinee is the first part, and then the uh, the other one is the second part. <clears throat> there's also, there's also something that happens in the show 
which is interesting, you know, uh, spoilers for anybody and then spoilers for you. I don't know if you mind me saying this. No, I don't mind. <laughs> okay. So, so during, at the end of the first act, because of something that there's a character called Scorpius, uh, Draco, which is Draco's son. Scorpy. Yeah. Scorpy. Yeah. Scorpy. They call him that in the show too, which is what? funny. <laughs> and it's interesting because he's kind of the, he's kind of the good guy. Like Harry Potter's son is kind of. Oh, he's the Harvey. <laughs> he's, yeah, I mean, he, he he's not bad, bad, but he's not, you know, but he spends a lot of the show as, you know, frustrated with having to live in his father's shadow. Mm-hmm. But um, so when the first act ends, because of something that they did to change the past, uh, Voldemort ends up winning. And it's like, you know, happy Voldemort day is the way it ends. And oh. then when you leave the theater, it's, you know the dark mark is everywhere. Like everything is visually. Oh, oh, and there's even one sequence when they're finding all of these clues written in time and they're looking around and around the theater, everything's in blacklight. I guess you could, all of a sudden there's words written all over the theater. Oh, wow. And, uh, and this theater was revamped for Harry Potter. I mean, the carpet is Harry Potter, the, you know, all the fixtures, I mean, everything. Yeah, it was really, yeah, they really took it very seriously, but, but, uh, it was interesting after we left, when you come back, it's still Voldemort day. So, you know, everything is still very dark, the dark mark people are, you know, the ushers are saying happy Voldemort day coming, you know. So it's it's very uh, interactive in that way. So yeah, very cool. very smart, very well done. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm sure it'll run for years. But and also, I didn't feel like it it excluded anyone either because I I do feel like you could see it without really any knowledge of of anything else. Um, That's nice. Yeah, so. you want something like that to be able to be its own little pocket. Yeah. Um, just to, because you never know, somebody might have just been like, oh yeah, we got tickets to this thing. You know, let's go and. Like, oh, I haven't seen the movies. I'm like, well, it's tonight. We're going. You know? Yeah, exactly. Well, and then they do something funny in the playbill, which is they give you a synopsis of all seven books. And I'm looking at that. I'm like, really? Someone's wow. going to show up and that's the first time they're going to, you know, hey, let me take a look at what this Harry Potter thing's all about. You, know? <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you never know. Maybe that's the first taste and then, you know, they want more and they just yeah. get, get, get hooked. You never know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's interesting. That's awesome. Again, I'm so glad you guys got to go. I'm excited. Next week is Hamilton week for me. Oh, wow. It's already, nice. it's already been playing for a while here in Atlanta, and uh, my ticket is for the 7th, so I am super stoked. Yeah. Make sure to sing along. You go, I'll come a bastard orphan. You know, you start to just <laughs> no, I know. sing. I actually <laughs> I decided to um, stop listening to the score for, you know, until I see the movie, because, or until, until I see the movie, until I see the, the <laughs> show. That's a long because, time, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I mean, it's I haven't listened to it for about a month, and then it's the you know another week away. Just because I didn't want the original cast performance to be so stuck in my head that yeah, yeah. I that I'm like judging, you know, this other cast. I'm like, no, I'm, I want I want to see it for what what these people are doing and, and appreciate it. Um, and it might be, you know, the same, but you know, you get used to people's voices on, mm-hmm. on those tracks and everything and you start, you know, then when someone does a, a slightly different in person and, you know, yeah, yeah. It, Anything different. Weird. You're like, that's not right. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> that's not how it is in the original Broadway recording. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, you know what's exciting about that too is after you see the show, then you always I always find uh, like I'll do kind of the same thing, and then I, I'm like, oh, cool! I'm I'm excited to listen to it again now that I've seen it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that, but that's pretty much it. Awesome. Well, I think we've we've smashed cuts all over the place from Broadway to TV to oh, last piece of news that I just read before I we got on and I forgot to mention mm. that Andrew Lincoln is is uh, not oh, season yeah. nine's his last season of uh, yeah. Breaking what Dead. is this? And then he's gonna leave at like some point during the season, not at the yeah. end. So it's just like okay, I kind of am bummed that they released that information. I know. Like I wish that that had just been something that was a shock can you imagine that shock they probably felt like they had to release the information now yeah so that there weren't riots <laughs> unless he's gonna do Later. you know what i was thinking is maybe he's not even gonna die maybe it's just yeah. one of those things where he just he's gonna walk and just walk yeah. away from it all you know yeah they made I it, and, about that too. and then norman Reedus is essentially gonna be the main character because they bumped i just read that too they bumped up his He's gonna now gonna make twenty million or something like that, and holy cow, it's gonna carry the show. So, <clears throat> yeah, and then they, well. there's a few other people leaving too. They they mentioned, well, they didn't mention they were leaving. They were saying their contracts are up. So like Maggie, oh and yeah, every everyone in that room at the end, essentially who uh, who was uh, uh, you know talking about who wasn't happy with what happened in the season finale, right, um, right. I think all their contracts are up, so that that's what's fun. Well, about that. and again, we've got a new showrunner, we've got a new direction, and the mm-hmm. way that the season ended before, it's all about rebuilding, right? I mean, yeah. they're at Hilltop; they want to rebuild with the book that they, um, the book of information about how to m- make kind of old timey, you know, <laughs> kind mm-hmm. of um, luxuries and things. And um, uh, it would be interesting if the show diverges that way, where um, the people who want to leave all stay at Hilltop. And yeah. the show follows Norman Reedus's character, who's like, no, I don't want to stay here. You know, like there's a reason for me to be out there for some reason. Like there's some other motivation that makes him have to go somewhere else. Yeah, and yeah. then the show just kind of starts following him. And maybe all the, everybody else is still just happy at Hilltop, you know? <laughs> yeah. Suddenly becomes the Incredible Hulk where it ends each season with Norman yeah. Reedus. Just walking away from the town. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I mean, again, there there might be something like he might get news that, uh, somebody he thought was dead is still alive, or there's some other thing that has to. I mean, you never know. Yeah, there's yeah, always yeah. something. Oh yeah, there's always. They got something. tons of stories. Or so. maybe that's what's going to happen. Maybe Daryl um, stays at Hilltop, and the the whole show's about them rebuilding it. But something drives um, Andrew Lincoln away. He's like, I can't be here. All I see is Carl. Coral. Yeah. Carl. All I see is Coral. Is that Carl? <laughs> is that what I see, Carl? <laughs> yeah. Oh Carl. man. And so he's like, I have to wander alone. Yeah. I can't live in this new world. I can't live with Negan. I gotta leave. <laughs> I walk these empty roads. He just starts singing as he. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, well, but on right. that note. <laughs> yes, on that singing uh, Andrew Lincoln note. I, I walk these empty roads to my bed. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Nice. <laughs> Well, I guess we will talk next time. It'll be uh, um, we'll be midway through summer. I'm sure there'll be more. Yes. Yes. Very exciting things continue to come. Yeah. Hooray! Very nice. All right. Well, everybody, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye bye.
I don't know how to end the show. I just like, all right, all right, bye. I know. Okay, goodbye. <laughs>